we had to take a look back at the movie. At the movie? At movie? What would you like me to say? <laughs> a movie? Brady? What? Like what is... movie. <laughs> take a look back at movie. Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are Exhibit P and Exhibit W, Martin and Brady. There's a lot of things about me you don't know anything about, Dottie. Things you wouldn't understand. Things you couldn't understand. Things you shouldn't understand. That was the president again. I've got to steal back the X-1 before the Soviets find the secret compartment containing the microfilm. The future of the free world is riding on this one. This week, we had to take a look back at the movie that we all remember from our childhood. With the passing of Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman, it was necessary for us to revisit Pee Wee's big adventure. For those of us that grew up in the 80s, Pee Wee was a part of our childhood. R.I.P. Paul Rubens, you were a formative part of our lives. <laughs> I was, uh, dude, it's been a minute since I saw this movie, for sure. <laughs> Since 1986 uh, or 85 I, when it came out? I feel it's fair to say I last saw this in the 80s. Yes. I would 100% that's, that's, agree. That's probably true of me too. But yeah, I, I didn't re rewatch it this week because uh, I just watched it maybe two months ago with, with, my, uh, with the kids. And, uh, really? Yeah, because I, I, loved, I loved this movie as a kid. I loved it when I first saw it. And I watched it a bunch of time a bunch of times probably in 86 87 or whatever when it was on and oh i definitely watched it a bunch back yeah, then yeah so um and it was i mean we quoted it all the time in grade school we, there was tons of lines that we, we said from it so yeah i wanted to sh wanted to show the kids and they were like it was weird but it was you know good worth uh, watching. That, that was my question yeah. i was gonna ask you both i did not watch this with my kids but i was in the rewatch i was like should would a kid be interested in this movie <laughs> these days yeah, I mean, so it's not it's not like Pee Wee ever really made sense to us either. I don't think so. I, I yes, it's got to be a hard sell, but yeah, go ahead, Jelani. What do you think? So I watched it with my kids. Uh, we actually watched it before we uh, recorded, and they were cracking up. I was surprised that they were laughing. They were finding it even remotely funny because because you were um, <laughs> <laughs> it just hits differently, right? It's it's very you know, very much a throwback to, I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? Like those things that we used to do. Mm -hmm. And um, it the there were parts that I thought would be like terrifying to them or scary that weren't, that they laughed at. And then other parts that were just like, that scared you? That surprised you? Yeah. So it was just, it was, it was funny to see them like watch it. Um, they also kind of lost interest towards the end, but you know, that's, this attention span they yeah they weren't gonna sit in and, and wait for all of it yeah. but uh yeah uh the thing that i didn't realize or um remember was that this is tim burton's first film yeah and i loved i love some tim burton stuff right beetlejuice it makes everything pull together and it it, it makes the movie you're like oh this is why it's so weird and so just like out there um and not only just his first movie but I was also pleasantly surprised to see Danny Elfman. Oh, so this is the birth of that partnership, huh? 
Yeah, so Tim Burton and Paul Rubens asked Elfman uh, because Rub- because Rubens was a big fan of Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo, yeah. And Burton agreed after attending some concerts. As and Elfman was originally really apprehensive about it because he had no real formal music training and declined. But his manager told him to tell him himself, and then uh, when he did, he agreed to do it instead. And... Uh, yeah, so he's like, just known for I mean, those kinda... bombastic scores, you know. Like the, you think of the Simpsons, you think of all those Tim Burton movies, and and yeah, it's not, it, it like like you said, it's not a ton of training. I don't think it's just him making these amazing sounds that are kid like and and weird, <laughs> and it works. Yeah, it's just really crazy. I mean, yeah. kind of this movie, uh, as weird and different as it is, it spawned two careers that are very very well known uh, in the movie industry. Second only to John Williams and Steven Spielberg, right? As a as a film score director combo, <laughs> pretty much. Yep. Yeah. I think who would who would it be? Uh, Zimmer and Nolan. I mean, yeah, maybe that's a that's another one for sure. That, yeah. Yeah, and then Fincher and fin- Fincher and um, Atticus Ross and uh, Reznor and Reznor. Yep. When you find somebody you like, you gotta stick with them. Stick with them exactly. Uh, did you guys see who co-wrote this? Mm-mm. I did, and I did not know the story um, about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the story either. But uh, Phil Hartman co-wrote this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, it, they just they, they they were all part of a and Michael Varhall. They were all part of essentially like friends and and one of the first uh, TV peewee like skits or shows or whatever phil hartman's in it and phil hartman was a voice in this um yeah that just like they're he's just in part it of, too yeah he's part of uh part of the you know their friends and they yeah they work together it was definitely interesting to see his name again not something i would have known or recognized back then you know when when seeing it but yeah it was obviously we know what he went on to do before uh before being killed so um yeah, I think I yeah. I think I always liked this movie for its weirdness before I knew. I, I love Beetlejuice too. Um, I would watch that, but I, I didn't really. I don't know that I understood either of them very much when I was a kid. I just knew I liked something about them. Um, and then watching the show with uh, what was it, Co- Cowboy Rick or no Co- uh, Cowboy Cowboy Curtis? Curtis. Why did I say Cowboy Rick? What? It's late. Uh, Lawrence Cow- Fishburne. Yeah, Lawrence exactly. Lawrence Fishburne and Cherry and all that. And that was so different than the movie. It just was. It was very much more lighthearted and Saturday morning cartoonish. Um, but I liked the dark side of the of the movie a little bit more, and you know, the Tim Burton aspects. So um, I never really liked the show as much as the movie. And then Big Top Pee Wee, the second one, just didn't have. It lacked a little bit of that as well. Lacked the the darkness that made this one fun. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different, right? Like, you have the start of the movie. I mean, it's. I think, I think maybe the allure when you're six, seven, you know, five, six, seven years old, is you have a kid grown up. You have a, a you know who's getting out of bed and he's playing with toys and his room is completely filled with everything you could ever want, you know. And at that time, theoretically, and. <laughs> You know, he's sliding down a pole and he's got a Rube Goldberg machine to make breakfast. A Rube Goldberg's making <laughs> breakfast, you know, with like the fakest bread and orange you've ever seen. But um, <laughs> but you have all of it's all working. Right. And so it's just like, oh, it's essentially you're watching a movie and you're saying, like, that is so cool. I would want I want that, you know. And so yeah. like they 
somehow made that work perfectly. And that bike, yeah. that bike looked so cool, right? Not. I didn't necessarily <laughs> say that. But. <laughs> I mean, I remember wanting an awesome bike that did some of the things it did at the end, but it'd have to look a little cooler than Pee Wee's bike. <laughs> yeah. So it was a bit of a beach cruiser. A bit, yeah, he was ahead of his time. Yeah. So, oddly enough, the first time I ever saw this film was at a drive-in. Nice. Um, That's fun. Wow. I, I remember, like... Um, I think it was one of our camping trips and we all went to the drive-in to see, um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And, um, of course the, the scene that terrified me as I thought it would terrify my children, but apparently they have, uh, stronger stomachs than, than I do was the large Marge large scene. Marge, yeah, large definitely. Marge. We used to say it all the time. Tell them large Marge sent you. <laughs> it was a night just like this. <laughs> Even Jen mentioned it to the kids. She's like, Uncle Michael used to show me this part every single time, like trying to scare me. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> they just laughed at it. Yeah, it's like almost comical. Yeah. Yeah, Colin doesn't get scared so much at, at that kind of stuff. He more hates the, the awkward, the office type stuff. Like when someone's doing something really cringy and just embarrassing and awkward, he can't look at it. <laughs> so I think there's a couple instances <laughs> like that. And Breckman just loves, like she embraces the weird things in shows. Like we'll talk about, we'll be like, well, that was a weird choice. And she'll be like, yeah, that was strange, but I kind of like it, you know? <laughs> um, so it's, it's fun to, it's fun to watch with a 12 and 10 year old, um, a movie like this. And then, uh, you know, other shows that we get into, you know, we've talked about so, gravity falls. So and wait, whatnot. Martin, how did your kids take this? Yeah, they, it wasn't movie? wasn't top of the list, but yeah, they 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 thought it was funny and and weird. Um, what's his name, Francis? Um, and the gum, you know, they loved that. You know, the big just him yeah. jumping into the bathtub with them, and and how long would it take to fill that bathtub up with water? <laughs> it's a, a pool, right? <laughs> just that happens happens to have a a spout, a faucet in it, or whatever. But um, so yeah, they I, I think they they enjoyed. It wasn't. It didn't seem that long either. You know, it just kind of it kind of moves along. And um, well, so that was uh, a note I saw. Is that was part of like this? Rubens said he Hartman and Varhall had never written a screenplay prior to this, and so they purchased a book by Sid Field on how to write screenplays and did exactly what the book said. And as a result, this movie is sometimes used in screenwriting classes because it fits the the paradigm perfectly. It's ninety minutes long. The script is ninety pages long. The first act ends at page thirty. Yeah, and the second act ends at page. Yeah, 60. it's very so, tight. I mean, it is for sure. It's spot on in terms of the writing. Uh, how to write a how to write a movie? I think. Right? I think. So, I think there's something to be said about that. Yeah, um, for sure. And then the fi- in the final act, you know, the whole movie within the movie about the story he he just lived. I I always, I just always thought was cool as well, and how you have the other characters, uh, the other actors playing Pee Wee and Dottie, and they make it seem like it's this. You know the the bike Roland is a and, uh, Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. I mean, that's just that's P. W. Herman. Hey, Jake Bestar Harbed. Pete Herman, P. W. Herman, very Bond esque. I had to tell the kids who James Brolin was. I was like, so that guy is the dad of the guy who plays Thanos. <laughs> I was gonna say that's what I figured you were going with. Uh, with uh, how to how to describe him? Yeah. Like, you guys that guy is know. the dad of the guy who made it was the star of the remake of Old Boy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they watched that one. That was the one they definitely had high on their list. Um, 
yeah, it was. Uh, I, I will. I will say, I was. I was definitely uh, pulling pulled the phone out pretty pretty early uh, on this rewatch and was like, all righty. Oh, I'm so like, you didn't yep. enjoy it as much, yeah? Because it remember, was just I'm you. remembering some of these scenes, but also like, all right. I was like, here we go. I was like, all right. I, you know, I was definitely watching. I mean, I, I didn't like stop watching, but I, I was, yeah, it didn't. My 43 year old, uh, I've lost, I've lost that, the exuberance of my youth, apparently. <laughs> yes, you have. But you'll never forget that there is no basement at the Alamo. That's like the only fact uh, I know about the Alamo. <laughs> that, I've been to the Alamo. Um, <laughs> I have not. I forgot to ask that question. Um, the, I remembered like pulling the chain out of the bike before he yeah. locked it up. As soon as he, as soon as he got there, I was like, oh, the chain's coming out. And I'm like, I remember, you know, like. If you look closely, you things. can see it coming in from the bottom. <laughs> it's oh, really? little, yeah it's a little mistake like they they panned a little too low and you could see that there's something moving from from the hole you know how, did, the bottom of how did tim burton ever find a job <laughs> <laughs> after gotta this, frame it a little bit after better. that disaster <laughs> um yeah so like i definitely you know like you said the, the i it was the nostalgia is there right i remember i was like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i remember that but i was like yeah this is it's not cringy, but it's definitely. I wasn't embracing the weird. Yeah, you prefer Edward Scissorhands. Um, What's that? Do you prefer Edward Scissorhands? It's been a minute since I've seen that yeah. too. So I haven't seen I, uh, it once. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't know, but it was just. A, think... It wasn't. It wasn't for me. Didn't quite. Quite hit, but. No, I, I would agree because Jen and I were watching it with the kids, and we're like, yeah. Okay, it's not it's not necessarily one that we'll go back with them to rewatch. I don't think they'll ask to rewatch it again. Um, Riley did get up and dance to the tequila song. She liked that part. <laughs> so I forget. She get the yeah. high. The, the, I remember that scene for sure. Did she have yeah. the uh, the big platform shoes or <laughs> that? Yeah, that like that sight gag didn't even hit with anybody. They didn't even notice it. That Why, was the, so the guy strange. dropped down five, four or five inches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was so yeah. That scene was so strange, and I, I don't know. It's it's, I I totally remember if, as a kid, and we used to do that. Whatever, some there was a kid that would do that dance whenever that song came on, if it ever yeah, came on. I don't know why sure. it would, but someone would do the the Pee Wee Herman dance, and it's just the weirdest move. What is that move? No you one's know, done it before use, or since. Child events when the tequila song came on. <laughs> I don't know if people. Play, I mean, maybe at like roller rinks or something, or or just dance yeah, to any yeah. song that way. And someone was the, the, there was a kid that always did the Pee Wee Herman. It was it's, it's funny. Yeah, it was it was it was a mainstay. Um, I think in my in my grade school. I uh, I did have a little note. I wanted. I don't want to forget to tell you because I it, the, the dog, mm-hmm. uh, Pee Wee's dog, Spot. I believe. Uh, no, Spack. 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 Um, it was the fil- It was also the dog's debut in movies. Dog's real. Is it the Fraser dog? Nope. Uncredited as one of the pets escaping from the pet store fire. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, not spec. I apologize. It is one of the dogs that did escape from the pet store fire. Went on to be featured in numerous films, including the role of Queenie in The Burbs. Queenie. And. And precious in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Don't you make me that hurt your a... dog. <laughs> this this movie is launching careers <laughs> for for pets. 
<laughs> for everybody except Pee Wee. Uh, yeah. Well, Rubens, you know, he obviously the 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 catalyst for us revisiting this uh, was he passed away here, um, and obviously had some off-screen uh, issues that he dealt with. But we talked about him previously on the pod, Derek for real in uh in blow and he definitely felt like he had some uh a little bit of a resurgence later in, in uh, later in his career in, in life so um kind of came back into our world right right yeah yeah and it's on like you said brady bring it up because he passed but um, 70 70 years old yeah this movie was just like you said one of those movies that hit in the 80s and kind of stays in the 80s as a time capsule of that's what was going on at that time. Yeah. So whatever, whatever our strange childhood is that our kids are, you know, don't really understand. This is this is a little bit of a window into into what we grew up with. Just random, <laughs> new, different IP. It wasn't all Marvel. You know, you could you could get to comic books, but there was there was Pee Wee, there was the Burbs, there was all kinds of weird shit <laughs> going on. Uh, Mario's Magic Shop. <laughs> <laughs> This is the endless amounts of gadgets, which they said a lot of the props were all actually Paul Rubens props. <laughs> like those were. So he, I think, had, you know, I don't think the Apple was too far. It was a stage play at first. I think this whole thing was just doing Pee Wee Herman as a stage character, like a one man show on at, at theater. And then they developed it into it, the movie and the show. Off. Like it, t- it took off way more than I think anyone would have could have imagined. It's, yeah, before it, more than it should have. Can you imagine this movie trying to be made right that's, now? That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, like no, not at all. Yeah, not a chance in the hell. Like, <laughs> it's so out there, it's so so niche. <laughs> so like you you picture like an executive asking, so what's his deal? <laughs> Like, what is he? What is this? Why is he Pee Wee? Why is what? What's with the name? What's with the clothes? What's with the makeup? Is he a marionette? A ventriloquist doll? Like, what is? What are you going for here? Uh, that's funny because you reminded me of. Uh, I think I sent one, and then I saw one the other day, like on tick uh, a beam. Wasn't he on TikTok? Just on like Twitter. It was like, you know, it was like a person trying to get like the Wizard of Oz made. Yeah. And it's like the producer's like, oh, so it's like a family film. It's like, yeah. It's like, we're going to kill the witch. Or like, we're going to kill it. <laughs> like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah. But, like, like the house is going to, like, fall on her. But this is a family film. Like, And then they're going to, like, laugh about it. <laughs> or, like, like what? John Mulaney talking about Back to the Future, right? <laughs> yes. So his right. best friend yeah, like is this, you know, 40 or 80-year-old <laughs> disgraced nuclear <laughs> physicist. <laughs> It's just like what I mean, you, who if, comes up with you this can lay shit? out the storyline a, a little bit differently, and like as if you're presenting to a studio executive, like how is anyone talking anyone into this? Like gold, Jerry, gold. <laughs> <laughs> and Pee Wee fits that bill. Like yeah. you're not walking in and, and laying out what this is. Hartman and and Rubens, they 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 did a good job to find someone that would uh, that put this out there. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm glad it. But I'm glad it did. It, it definitely contributed to all of our. Like we all talked about it. We all did the dance, right? We all said, "I know you are, but what am I?" Uh, you know, that's my name. Don't wear it out. We did. We all said those lines. Everybody up. did. Yep. That's great. The, the tie that binds. As always, remember to tell them that large Marge sent you, and subscribe, like, and follow wherever you listen. Thanks. And go to bed. <laughs>